Next on BYU Sports Nation, next man up for the BYU linebacking core. One of BYU's defensive stars will redshirt. What happens now? Lane Fowler discusses the impact on the defense and what it means for the Cougars' season projections. Plus, training camp all-access with BYU receiver Bo Tanner and the annual Fall Camp Awards in the summer. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Let's get down to business. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, August 17th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUS and timekeeper Jerem Jordan. You're back, and it's a good thing because there's a lot going on and a lot to discuss, including some stuff this morning. We begin headlines with some game-changing news for BYU football in every sense of the phrase. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Starting linebacker Francis Bernard will redshirt this season for personal reasons. He will remain with the team, participate in all team activities, and will return to the field as a redshirt junior next season. Soak that in. What does it mean? Bernard and his production included 80 tackles last season, five and a half tackles for loss, two quarterback sacks, and three interceptions in his sophomore campaign. In my rankings of best defensive players, I think he's the third best player on BYU's defense. I go Warner, Powell, and then I go Bernard. And overall, on BYU's team, I have Tanner Mangum in the top three there. I put Francis Bernard as your fourth best player. So this is certainly a blow to not only the linebackers, but the defense and to the team that Francis Bernard is going to redshirt and he won't play with his team. Much more on who steps in and what this means coming up and what's trending. Yeah, the overall impact will be discussed at length. In other headlines, BYU football, the show must go on. Fall camp holding an open practice as we speak at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We will have Facebook Live interviews at 1.30 p.m. Eastern after the show with players and coaches as well as our recap from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Cougars in the NFL, Bronson Kafusi, DeAndre Wesley, Robertson Daniel, and the Ravens face Mitch Matthews, John Denny, and the Dolphins in a preseason matchup tonight, 7 Eastern time. BYU women's soccer with three players on the top drawer soccer top 100 preseason list. Taylor Isom, who we spoke to earlier this week, number 10, Nadia Gomes, 26th, and Busy Bowen at number 59. The eighth-ranked Cougars travel today to face, in the top drawer poll, number one-ranked Penn State tomorrow at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. What a way to open the season. BYU played their last year one but five players for Penn State played in the uh, U-20 World Cup and redshirted for Penn State. They're back! So they're unranked in the coaches' poll, number one in the top drawer poll. So the Penn State's certainly a uh, Final Four-type team. The writers have not forgotten what Penn State Soccer writers. Back. Holy cow. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Next man up, Francis Bernard, as we just told you, star linebacker for BYU, will not play this season. He is redshirting for personal reasons. What does this mean now for the current state of BYU football that much closer to the season? Who's the next man up, and 
What does this mean to all of you, BYU Sports Nation? Answer today's Twitter question. How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BR Lemon, it is the storyline this time every year. Really hurts depth. Injuries are always an issue with the tough first games. Uh, and I would add, yeah, and, and redshirts and other reasons for not playing, whatever. Okay, let's, let's just attack right away who's behind him and who comes in, okay? Who, who steps up? Adam Pulsfer has getting, been getting reps in practice. The last several practices, we've talked in our recaps, if you've watched on Facebook Live, that Francis Bernard has not been practicing. Adam Pulsifer has been the guy there, running with the ones. Morgan Unga has been in the mix as well. It is likely between those two guys who becomes the starting outside linebacker. But there's a wrinkle to this. Matt Hadley, who was a starting safety, is now a linebacker. That move was made on Tuesday. So this is going to be day three, and we may even see Matt Hadley at linebacker in the scrimmage, starting now at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, uh, in the mix. It, does he become a starter at linebacker? Who knows if he injects himself that quickly. I think he's more of a backup at this point, kind of figuring out, okay, uh, linebacker situation. Of course, his brother Spencer was a linebacker. If there, if there is a Pulse transition for, for a safety Hadley. to make, it linebacker shouldn't be that difficult. He has a nose for the ball. That's what linebackers he, do. I think he's a little... Uh, undersized? undersized, especially from weight, for, because he's had kind of safety weight as opposed to linebacker weight. But that move is obviously made in an attempt to provide depth for the loss of Francis Bernard, who was your second leading tackler on the team, I believe, or at least top three. Those three linebackers, 80 tackles last year. Let's talk about Adam Pulsa for a little bit. He's the guy that's been getting a lot of the reps, as you just mentioned, Jerem in place of Francis Bernard, who recently was not practicing with BYU. This is a guy that has played meaningful snaps for BYU, including last year. He has seen time. He understands the defense. 16 tackles last year, one and a half tackles for the last 12 games split. There you go. He played He's in 12 a, games. So yeah. it's not like BYU is now delving into this unexperienced well of players. Like This is a guy that has played meaningful snaps. He, he's been in big games before. He's not Francis Bernard, though. Francis Bernard makes a one-handed interception inside the 10 at Utah. I'm not sure a lot of BYU's players could make that. Like, could Butch Powell make that play? Like, I don't know. That was a heck of a play. So this is certainly a blow. But other guys in the mix, Isaiah Kafusi, cousin of the Kafusis, Corbin, and, of course, Bronson Vaania Matalolo, Garrett England's back from mission. These guys are good players. Are they as dynamic at this moment as Francis Bernard? The no. answer is a clear no. But these guys will have their opportunity to shine, just as Francis Bernard shined last year coming off of being a running back. Also, at this point last year, I, I might add, Butch Powell was nothing. We didn't, we, didn't think, we didn't even really know who he was. And then he became this tackling, laughing, smiling machine. So guys can emerge, and we will see if that happens with these guys in the place of Francis well, at Bernard. Well, at that point... At, if you, on that point, Jeremy, we didn't know who Francis Bernard was as a linebacker at this point last in year. In spring, he looked really good. We had an indication that, okay, he looks the part, but we didn't know for sure. And then Francis Bernard has a huge sack in the Arizona game. He has an interception. In the Arizona game. Utah, he has an interception again. And then he had a pick six for his third interception uh, later in the year. Th this is a big deal. Uh, Francis Bernard, to me, again, I'll say it again. Top three player on defense, top four on the team, in my opinion. So now the opportunity is there for other guys. Our Twitter question today, how does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? If we were to put this on a grading scale, 
in my own personal opinion, the linebackers for BYU. Grades, so I don't like this. Go from an A plus, <laughs> probably to an A minus. An A plus, wow! Like probably they're the best minus. in college football. Well, no, one of the best. Oh, okay. I'm not saying they're the best, oh. but I think that the starting three linebackers. I'd give them an A. I'd put yeah. those three up against any other trio in college football. Absolutely, an A plus. I think it goes to an A minus now. Francis Bernard is a difference maker. Yeah. He's, he's an athlete that switched from running back, took all of the the soft hands, the offensive skill set to the defensive side of the ball and showed what he can do last year. In comes Adam Pulsifer. Now what? Morgan Unga. Matt Hadley, how does he factor into this? And other guys. Next yeah. man up mentality for BYU football, and that's what the coaches will preach day in and day out. Okay, we lost Francis, but there's no sense in dwelling on that. Who's going to step up now? Yeah, insert sports cliche. Absolutely. Point, right? that you have to. Yeah. You have to do that as a coach. Yeah, but we're talking to the fans, right? The, the uh, conversation here, too, is there wasn't a weak spot. There was conversation a few weeks ago, like, is this the best linebacking core in BYU history? Thus the A-plus. To which I responded, I, I don't think so, but I think they're one of the best ever. I thought they were, like, top five or six. I, I thought that group was awesome. So now without Bernard, certainly it's different. And now we see, like, today at the scrimmage, we get to see, okay, how do Pulse for an Unga look? And from what we've observed from practice, They've been solid. I haven't noticed like extreme weakness or extreme strength, and that's probably a good sign. Just be, just be solid, kind of do your job there. Will it be as dynamic as Francis Bernard? I, I don't think so. But let's see it play out and see where it goes. Here's the reality of this. If you want to be a great football team, you have to overcome stuff like this because it happens every year in college football to yeah. every team. Yeah, ba- bank on it. And, like, is that the only thing? Before Portland State as well, like there's you know there's still nine days for. Let's not be naive that other things could happen. Yes, yeah, and and stuff traditionally has or what, and I don't know what that means. Let's just let BYU practice and then they'll tell us what what happens. But BYU is going to scrimmage today. They're going to get ready for Portland State. In fact, they turn a corner and start prepping for Portland State this week. I haven't heard officially if that's tomorrow or Saturday, but they turn ahead to Portland State soon and then. Looming quickly, LSU. So, and, and by the way, when the coaching staff says, yeah, we're t- thinking about Portland State, to me, I hear LSU when that's said. Oh, you mean LSU? <laughs> 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 and if there's a game to have prior to, I don't know, the biggest game of the season, in my opinion, it's LSU, Portland State. It's an FCS opponent. And luckily, Alex Caressa graduated because that guy was dynamic at quarterback, although he will be an honorary uh, coin flip guy. With Portland State, he'll be out at midfield. The p- former BYU wide receiver, younger brother of Jake Caressa, BYU alumni. The first real adversity for BYU football in 2017 training camp comes in the form of an unexpected announcement that Francis Bernard will redshirt the season due to personal reasons. You want to test the mettle of a football team? Throw them some adversity, and BYU just got their first taste of that. Depth it, t- it took three is weeks. Tested. Depth is it took tested, three weeks to and get if some you bad can, news. if you can overcome it, then that is the sign of a championship football team, of a high-level team. When this happens, if you can still compete and play at a high level, now we're talking. Yeah, but the best teams are too deep, right? Like the really good teams is BYU are too, too deep. deep. We'll find out. Adam Pulsifer in certain positions. Yeah, Adam Pulsifer is the guy that's going to try and say, yeah, yeah, we're going to be okay. 
And and sometimes, and this happens like in any walk of life, a business or whatever, like we have student employees here. People graduate and we go, how are we going to replace them? And then all of a sudden, these Somebody other people else is there. emerge from role player to starter and then they play well. So let's see how Pulsifer, Unga, Kafusi, Hadley, how these guys do. And it is a bummer that for, this is a blow. Like, he's a, like I said, a top four player. But. Okay, here we go. Let's see what the next guys can do. Yeah, we were four years ago. It was how does BYU replace Kyle Van Noy and Wani Unga and Spencer Hadley and Alani Fua? Well, the trio they had in there right now, pretty good. So, again, like the next year, was it good and replaced? That's what you're talking about. Like the next people, not like four years later. We're talking about like right now, the next person. What I am saying is there is always turnover. To your point, always by graduation. Who by, who will emerge? Yeah. Somebody, the coaches hope somebody will emerge. Please stand up. Please stand up. How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. It is the storyline this time every year. Tweets in at BR Lemon. Really hurts death. Oh, we read that one. Yes. At Crohn's Ninja. Hurts to lose a playmaker like Francis Bernard, but next man up mentality not too worried with the depth at linebacker. No, it's not a position. Like, I'm more confident in the safeties and the linebackers in terms of the depth because you kind of had those three and then you didn't think or worry about it a lot. So this, this is uh, a little more unproven than maybe that tweet alludes to, in my opinion. This one from at Twiggy or Stone. It gives another question mark to this team. That was the most solid group on the field. Francis was very good in coverage. He was he was awesome. He really was. Fred Warner and Francis Bernard on the edge against some of those speedy inside receivers. Yeah, and advantage. They could hang with tight ends. There wasn't they weren't a huge mismatch. Like Butch Powell can't cover a tight end. It's like five eleven, you know? Like it's just a little different. But his role is middle linebacker. He's supposed to come up and make a play in the run game more. At YFangirl underscore JB. Francis Bernard is one of BYU's top defensive guys, so this is a blow. The upside, this gives other guys a chance to step up. It's the next man up mentality. Sports cliche 101. My favorite. Let's watch all the step up movies tonight in honor of this. (laughs) Yeah, let's not do that. Coming up, our two-on-one from BYU football training camp with wide receiver Bo Tanner. How does he like catching balls from Bo and Tanner? But first we hear from Blaine Fowler. His take on this newest BYU news. Who's the next man up in Blaine Fowler's opinion in the linebacking core? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What it is, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The next man up conversation happening right now. On Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, if you haven't heard, Greg Bell has a radio show on BYU Radio. It's called Behind the Mic. It was on last night, the third episode. I was privileged to be on that one, uh, along with first-round draft pick Super Bowl champ Rob Morris and uh, Jennifer Rockwood, the BYU women's soccer coach. Top 10 ranking. If you missed it, it's on demand. There's a podcast called Behind the Mic. You can download it. And listen to it today, of course, BYU Radio app, BYUradio.org. 
If you're just joining the program, breaking news to lead off our headlines today, Francis Bernard, star linebacker for BYU, has announced he will redshirt this season for personal reasons. How does this affect the BYU defense? That is our Twitter question today. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Francis Bernard last season, as we mentioned, had 80 tackles in the season. He was dynamic, too. He had three interceptions, two sacks, five and a half tackles for loss. Really dynamic guy. Found the end zone uh, against Fresno State with the pick six there. Big interceptions against Arizona and Utah. Dynamic playmaker at linebacker. In his first year, he was a running back, remember? He had like seven touchdowns his freshman season. You want to know what kind of an impact Francis Bernard and his redshirt news will have on BYU football? Well, the stat of the day and the stats, numbers we just brought up are a good place to start. Serious production. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline to discuss Francis Bernard and the current state of the BYU linebackers in that defense, Blaine Fowler, our dual threat analyst. Blaine, how does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense in your professional opinion? Well, it, it hurts because Francis is a rare athletic talent. So the skill set that he has to be able to run and be good in space and pass coverage and also have the size and physicality to come up and sport the run is rare. And so he's like perfect in terms of his build and his athleticism and all that for that position. Now, keep in mind that if you've watched Kalani Satake defenses over the years or Elisa Tuiaki defenses over the years, that position has been a hybrid position. Most of the time, the person playing that position has been like an undersized linebacker, kind of a slash between a safety and a linebacker. Um, they've called him different names. They've called him a rover or whatever. And so to have Francis, he's like a linebacker-sized guy that can run like a defensive back. When you lose that, you lose a rare, you know, a rare talent. But they'll just fill in with guys that fit the mold. Um, you know, that you've got Adam Pulsifer, who's taken a lot of snaps at that position over the last week and looks looks pretty solid and runs runs well. You got Isaiah Kafusi, who's done well. Unga, who moved down from defensive back a year ago to linebacker and can run and cover space. They moved Sam Baldwin down a week or so ago from safety to that position. And and Matt Hadley even could move down and play. He understands that position well enough and has the skill set that he could come up and he's real physical and can make that transition. So they have a lot of guys that can fill that role. So there's not going to be a huge drop-off in the defense. The problem is you don't get very many guys like Francis Bernard that, that have that combination skill set to be able to do both things so well. Yeah, and that's, that's where I think uh, BYU loses a step a little bit, and we'll see. You know, Francis Bernard was so dynamic. Playing, he's making a one-handed catch. The play after, Kainakua gets thrown out, and, and the game could have exploded. Uh, he makes this one-handed grab. He's in the backfield. He's lining up. With tight ends, he's dynamic in that way. Do you feel like BYU has a guy or guys that can get close to that kind of play? I think that in in the pass coverage area, they'll be fine. Because they have a lot of guys that can can be good in space and be good in pass coverage as well as Francis. The difference is, is they don't have a lot of guys that are as good as Francis in pass coverage that are 235 or 40 pounds that can step, step up and take on a pulling guard or take on a tight end and set the edge defensively and be as physical as he can be. So to me, it's more of a hit 
in the run defense game than it is in the pass coverage game. I think they're just fine in pass coverage. So now the thing is, do they situationally substitute, play more physical guys on rundowns, you know, rotating guys that are better in pass coverage on pass downs? The luxury you have with Francis is doesn't matter what down it is because he can do it all. And so now they need to find that. Or do they find one of these guys that's solid in pass that steps up and they go, oh, wow, we had no idea this guy was this physical. This guy can be our every down guy. And that's what they're looking for in this next week and in that first game. Blaine, I feel like the linebacking core, one of the most talented, arguably in BYU history with this trio coming back, Fred Warner, Butch Powell, and Francis Bernard, I feel like they go from an A-plus now kind of to an A-minus. Is that fair? How would you grade the linebacking core now? They're still an A, and the reason is because of the three, you're losing the three. So when we're talking about the big three, Butch Powell is the heart of that defense. He sets the tone. He is just so aggressive and has such an aggressive mindset, and he's around smacking people that he raises everybody's level. Fred is the best player on the football team, period. Like, he's a crazy freak athlete that can do everything. And not only that, he sets the example with work ethic. Isn't it nice to have your most talented player also be your hardest working guy? You don't get that very often, and they have that in Fred. So I'd go one, you know, Fred, two, and then Francis. As good as he was, he was the third guy at linebacker. And so I'm not taking him from an A-plus to an A-minus. I'm taking him from an A-plus they should dominate to an A right now. And we'll wait and see who ends up getting the bulk of the downs at outside backer, whether it's Pulsifer or, or Kafusi or Unga or you know one of these others, um, whether or not we drop them down to an A-. minus. But with two backers as good as Fred Warner and Butch Powell, um, I, I think you can still be a dynamic group, and that still will be the heart of the defense. Okay, Matt Hadley, who was probably a starting safety, maybe at least in the two deep, he's now a linebacker. A little light, 200, 205, 510, a little, a little smaller, but his brother Spencer was a fantastic linebacker here. What role do you see Matt Hadley playing among the depth? Well, he, you know, you don't move your starting safety down unless you have plans for him to be a big part of what you're doing. So I would not be surprised to see him start, depending on matchups, and certainly play a ton at that outside linebacker position. Remember we – at the beginning of this conversation, we talked about it being a hybrid position, and that linebacker has a lot of pass coverage responsibility. When you look at Hadley, he's the most physical of the safeties they've had. So if you're looking at somebody that can move down there and can be really dynamic in pass coverage, cover a lot of ground, be great in space, that also has the potential to step up and smack people, well, he, he's the obvious choice from that safety group to move down to that position. That's why they've done that. I think he's a real physical player. He's got a real physical mindset. Yeah. If he if he does what I think he can do in the run game, then then everybody's going to go, wow, that was a brilliant move. Because he's going to be really good in pass defense. Is he sort of a nickelback in the situation where BYU is almost running a four-two-five if he's on the field a little bit? It, it, that's that's the case. And and, and remember that look at, look at defenses that Kalani and and uh, and Elias have run in the past. They've really kind of been four-twos. But they haven't had a guy like Francis Bernard where they can go, you know what, we can play a straight 4-3 because that guy can get out in space and cover. So this is really kind of back to, to what, what the philosophy has been with that third backer in this type of defense really being a hybrid guy, a, a cross between a safety and a linebacker. And Matt Hadley fills that bill really well. Can he, in terms of depth at this linebacker position, is Matt Hadley a guy that could play behind Fred Warner, Butch Powell, and Francis Bernard. Could he move to all three positions? 
he, he, I wouldn't put him in the middle unless he put on a lot of weight because, uh, remember, Butch has great leverage, unbelievably physical. There's a lot of times when he's scraping, he's taking on guards and tackles. And I don't know that Matt has just a sheer size at this point. If they had moved Matt over two years ago and let him go up to 225 or 30, he has the mentality to play in there. But at his weight right now, I think he's going to be reserved to play those outside spots and be playing in space and play on the edge. He's not a guy that you want to have to step up and take on a guard and stalemate him in the hole. I mean, he's really, really physical, but he's a little light to do that. Every college football team goes through these type of things, and depth is always tested. But what does this do to the psyche of the current BYU football team? You know, I, Francis hasn't practiced in almost a week, and so I think they've already wrapped their heads around it um, in anticipation. And and the guys that have played there have been good. This defense has been good through fall camp with guys like Pulsifer and Isaiah Kafusi and, and Unga in there. Sam Baldwin um, moved down, and he looked good, especially in pass coverage. And so I think they feel really, really confident with the depth they have there. I mean, I don't want to minimize. This is a big loss because Francis is a unique athlete. Um, but I, I don't feel like this defense in their mindset feels like, oh, now we're going to have a drop-off. I feel like they feel we're so good everywhere else and we're so deep behind it in the secondary that, that we're going to be just fine. I, I really believe that that's the mentality. And I don't think they're just trying to talk themselves into it. I think they actually believe that. Today there's a scrimmage uh, happening currently at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, probably to determine kind of where the twos and threes fit. I don't imagine the ones will get a lot of run in this per se, but what does BYU need to learn today in the scrimmage as they prepare for Portland State and LSU? You're exactly right, Jerem, with your first comment, and that is that they know who the ones are right now. So this is just polishing the ones, putting them in situations, and this is really not that, that it's not really a scrimmage. It's more of a, a practice that everybody can, you know, so they're not going to line up and scrimmage 90 plays. They're going through a regular practice over at the stadium today. I'm going to head in as soon as we're done. But um, uh, they also want to continue to polish the kicking game. And they're, they're starting to work now. This is almost like the, the, the couple of days in of prep work for game one, where when they call off of the sidelines, this position group or this, everybody knows exactly what they're doing. So they're trying to make this a well-oiled machine right now. The physical part of preparation for the first game is complete, and now they start to get mental reps at who's in when so that they run like an organized, perfectly oiled machine come next Saturday. Blaine, great stuff. Always appreciate the time you uh, take for us and for BYU Sports Nation. We look forward to seeing how BYU responds to this first bit of adversity in the 2017 season. All right, guys, I'm going to go head into practice, and I'll give you an update on that later. You got it. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Again, scrimmage happening at the stadium as we speak. We will be live in about an hour at 1.30 Eastern time with player and coach interviews and a recap on Facebook Live, the BYU TV Sportsbook. That's not here at BYU. (laughs) BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Don't place your bets. (laughs) Well, it's... Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's, so, that's other people's job. Just not at BYU. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? A common theme we are seeing developing in our conversation, Jerem, from tweets and from what Blaine Fowler just told us, his unique ability to pass defend because of his athleticism. He's BYU's heaviest linebacker, by the way, 240. Like, he was 
Mm, but he was thick. a running back. He can move. He could. Th- Blaine's right. He could come up in the run and get stops and hold off a guard. Stalemate him in the hole, as he said. Can does BYU have that guy? At T Tim Kelly twenty four says it hurts, but will help next year when BYU loses Fred Warner. Hey, looking forward. Two on one interview with Bo Tanner up next. One of the star wide receivers. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. You know it. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, I listened to three hours of BYU Sports Nation on the drive home from Southern California last night. Why? Because I can. That's how we roll. On demand, baby. On demand. And stuff's live, like eighth-ranked women's soccer playing Penn State, who's unranked in the coaches' poll but number one in another poll, which is super weird. Tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time, you can listen to that match on BYU Radio with Gregor Bell, Paige Barker from Penn State. Now, the soccer field is right outside Beaver Stadium there. A couple years ago when the men's volleyball team played at Penn State in the Final Four, it wandered around campus. It is just right there. Beautiful view. So check it out. The dulcet, amazing tones of Gregor Bell tomorrow night. The folks at Top Drawer and the folks in the coaches' poll Somebody's going to be yeah. right after BYU plays. Someone's going to get fired. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, see, we knew that they weren't good. They shouldn't have been ranked. Or <laughs> that's why they're number one. I guarantee in the next year from one of those organizations, at least one person gets fired. You guarantee that? Yes. Because that's what always happens with businesses. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, understandably leading us off. The breaking news we had at the top of the show, starting linebacker Francis Bernard will redshirt this season for personal reasons. He will remain with the BYU football team, participate in all team activities, and now plans to return to the field as a difference maker in a redshirt junior next season. Bernard yeah, he'll be back in 2018. 80 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, three interceptions last season, big-time production. Blaine Fowler just told us, even though he is a very unique player and a top-five talent in terms of players on this BYU football team, he feels like Fred Warner and Butch Powell are such difference makers that there won't be that much of a dropout. That's high praise for the linebacking core. BYU football fall camp is holding an open practice as we speak at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll have Facebook Live interviews at 1.30 Eastern time after the show with players and coaches as well as our recap of practice and the scrimmage. Bronson Kafusi, DeAndre Wesley, Robertson Daniel, and the Baltimore Ravens face Mitch Matthews, John Denny, and the Miami Dolphins. Some friendly banter on Twitter between Mitch Matthews and DeAndre Wesley last night in the form of BYU Trash Talk. A preseason matchup tonight, 7 Eastern between those two NFL teams. And BYU Soccer has three players on the top drawer soccer top 100 preseason list. Taylor Isom, 10th. Nadia Gomsch. 26th and Busy Bowen, 59th. Eighth-ranked Cougars, as mentioned, play Penn State. They're on their way right now. In fact, they're in Chicago. On a, uh, they're, they're getting another flight on the way to Pennsylvania tomorrow night, 7 Eastern time on BYU Radio. You are dialed in, man. Well, Greg and I were going to have a phone call about the coach. <laughs> so that's how I know they're in Chicago <laughs> after the show. Holy cow. Uh, yes, flights 3147 departs and from Chicago O'Hare is, at 1047. The pilot's Greg Short. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> BYU Superfan. Okay, uh, speaking of the three hours of BYU Sports Nation I listened to on the way home, one of my you enjoy favorite it? parts of that whole three-hour block, <laughs> probably the favorite part, was Bo Tanner or Bo Tanner. Awesome, right? Uh, it was pretty hilarious. 
Okay. And I lost the game. And you lost. How did you lose to Jason Shepard? Come a, on, over man. A technicality. What is Tanner this? Mangum. What is this? Golf? Oh, no, it's Bo Tanner or Bo Tanner, Jerem. Shoot, a, braid, <laughs> a blade of grass moved before I swung my club. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Those birds aren't indigenous to that region of the country. That's what it felt like. Oh. Anyway, yeah, very entertaining. And Bo Tanner, the receiver, is a guy that has been moving his way up the depth chart consistently. Ben Cahoon has been very complimentary of him and his consistency in practice. You talked about the jet sweep yesterday. He's a guy that brings a unique skill set to that receiver core. Something you and I know nothing about, speed. The jet sweep. Hey, speak for yourself, man. I, one point in my life, speak I was pretty yourself? fast. This is an FS1? I was pretty fast at one point in my life, which is why I felt like I should run a 4940. That didn't happen, okay? <laughs> like I said, something we don't know about. Well, right now, you're right. We know nothing about that. Bo Tanner and all of that speed slowing down a bit for a two-on-one BYU football all-access training camp interview. Enjoy. Okay, Bo Tanner's with us, not to be confused with Bo Hodge or Tanner Mangum, but he's Bo Tanner. <laughs> what, how much confusion, if any, is there in the locker room with Bo Tanner? Which one are you? Oh, all the time. Everyone gets a kick out of it. They'll yell Bo. Me and Bo Hodge both look over. Uh, I was telling someone the other day, Tanner Mangum and I were standing next to each other on his left side, and they read Tanner Mangum on the back of the jersey. So it's funny. Everyone gets a kick out of it. It's confusing, though. Head's always on a swivel, wondering if it's you. So it's all fun and games, though. That's like being a receiver. Yes. You've got to have your head on a swivel. That's Absolutely. Good. Yeah, going across the middle, always on the swivel, for sure. We've got some good linebackers. Well, speaking of fun and games, how aware are you of the latest game sweeping the nation, Bo Tanner or Bo Tanner, that we played on BYU Sports Nation. Is that, I mean, I've got to assume people are constantly bringing that game up to you. Oh, totally, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Happens every day. <laughs> Even though we debuted it. Even though we just did it. Earlier this week, yeah, it was awesome. Um, tell us your story. People have heard about you. We've heard about your speed. Um, how, what's, what was the path to BYU? Um, it was definitely a long path coming out of high school. Um, had some offers from the Pac-12 and the Mountain West, and I wasn't a qualifier through the NCAA. Just was in confusion with my credits and an online class I took in high school. So I wasn't eligible, so I came back home, went to JUCO for a semester, and then got eligible right before I left on my mission, got cleared to the NCAA Clearinghouse, and the recruiting process just kind of all took up, but I was ready to go on my mission. Just figured I'd pick up where I left off when I came home. So came home for my mission. Um, we got a new staff here at BYU. I came out on a visit and uh, loved it, and then... When they offered, I committed probably days after and was just ready to go. A place I always wanted to go. My dad went here. I've had family come here. So it's a place I've always watched growing up. And I was excited to come here and, you know, represent the school and represent the church. And so it was a perfect opportunity. How do you think the going the JC route has helped you at this stage? Uh, it's definitely made me more thankful. I don't know anyone who's gone through the JC route. They know, I mean, you pay for everything. You don't get free gloves all the time, free socks, free shoes. I mean, so it's definitely made me really thankful and not been entitled to anything that we get here. Kalani takes care of us. The equipment guys take care of us. Everyone really, really takes care of us here. So definitely don't take that for granted. Come from the JUCO route where you kind of have to, you know, buy everything yourself. So I've been really thankful for that. And it definitely, uh, I think, prepared me. Played some very um, high-level competition. Played on a championship team at Scottsdale. We went 10-1 and one and uh, played the best teams in the country. And so I think it definitely prepared me to come to the Division One level, playing Division One like players at that level. So it was definitely more preparatory than high school was. Talking to Bo Tanner, wide receiver on the BYU football team. What's your fastest recorded 40? 
Fastest 4040 was ever 437 at uh, Athletic Performance API over in Phoenix, Arizona. And I ran one here late laser time. Here I ran a 439. And so I want to go a little bit faster than that, but just coming off a pinky injury, we're kind of out of shape a little bit. So, But the pinky's good, so I'm excited for this season. Wait, the so pink, you're, you're saying you're out of shape if, from the 439? A little like bit. Like you can do f- better? I, I wanted to go better. I definitely want to be the fastest. Jonah Trinaman beat me. Uh, he got a 432, I think, guy blazes. So I had to give the crown to him on that one. A little disappointed, but he's an incredible athlete, probably the best I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever heard that the 40 time was affected by the pinky. Yeah, well, I don't think it was. I just took – I couldn't run or anything. I tore the ligaments in my pinky, so I took a few weeks off prior to that. So I don't think it really affected too much other than just I felt like I was out of shape a little bit. But yeah, you can chop the pinky off and go, you know. Yeah, when I we, we don't recommend that, though. Yeah. And we don't recommend going Ronnie Lott. Yeah, yeah no Ronnie Lott in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. I heard about the story exactly. a bunch when the pinky happened. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how, how do you feel like your speed is being used in this offense? I feel like it's being used very well. I think we're taking a lot more shots. I think it's going to be really exciting for the fans this year. We're going to take the top off some defenses. And we're taking tons of shots down the field. We're stretching the field, spreading everything out. It's going to help everything. It's going to help our run game. We bring guys out of the box. I think last year we saw a lot of eight guys in the box last year. And I mean, Jamal Williams still did his thing. But I think we're going to open it up a lot for the running backs and the whole offense, and especially the tight ends are balling out. So I think the speed um, with me and other players on our team are really going to help the offense be a lot more exciting. The very first day of fall camp, Coach Detmer mentioned, you know, these receivers aren't household names, but they will be. What are your thoughts overall on this group of receivers? Uh, I think we're uh, so athletic. I think the fans have a lot they're going to see. And like uh, Coach Coon said, we're not household names. And a lot of people don't know who we are, but these coaches know who they are and they trust us. And it's going to be really exciting. We have um, some freak athletes on this team and some speed and some hops and some hands. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think we have a really athletic group at receiver, and it's going to be really exciting. And we have a great quarterback, so it's going to be fun. Before injuring your hamstring and groin, I believe you had, what, the one catch for five yards last year. Yes, sir. Uh, how much have you thought about that and what you hope to do this year? Um, it's been a long, long, long summer for sure. I had, had a lot of time to think about it. Definitely didn't anticipate having that kind of year coming off my mission. But it is what it is. I kind of took it with a grain of salt and put it behind me and really just locked in for this year and focused on what, especially what Coach Kuhn told me to do, just being consistent and really taking advantage of every opportunity we get. We never know how many we get, but when we do get that chance to definitely capitalize on it, I'm definitely focused on that, just being thankful for the reps that I do get and the balls that come my way and really just make a play and capitalize on those. You mentioned uh, that you've got a great quarterback. Tanner Mangum has has looked really good in fall camp. What have been your observations of him now that that this is his job? Uh, He's definitely um, taken and run with it. He looks great out there. He's um, smooth, flawless almost out there some days. And he's a leader, and he's a competitor, and he wants to be perfect. And so he looks great out there. I think he's come a long way even since I've been here. He's been a great quarterback before I was even here, but I think he's even more of a great quarterback now. It's going to be really exciting um, for BYU football. You're hoping to have some exciting moments yourself, some viral moments. And you had a non-football viral moment where you were on a bridge and a bunch of guys did a backflip, and then I think it was Zach Daw who didn't quite (laughs) nail it. Uh, What kind of reaction did you get from this video? Oh, all kinds of reactions. I think World Star Hip Hop DM me and offered me some money for it, but they wanted my social security number or something, so I didn't give that out. But <laughs> You're like, uh, it was funny. <laughs> no, totally. It was awesome. But um, Jack Dawes is a guy who'll go for anything, and so he's never done it before, so we're just like, okay, we're going to have you go last and just hope for the best. And so didn't quite get it. Got a nice backflop and went viral a little bit. Millions of views on Instagram. So it was funny. Hilarious. Let's hope, th- let's hope you get millions of views on something else. Totally. Exactly. Year, right? I'm hoping yeah. for that. Go viral for something else, um, particularly in football this year. So I'm excited for the season. 
Well, it's great to uh, catch up with you and talk to you. We look forward to uh, hopefully a lot of speed out there and deep balls to you. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys talking with me. Bo knows Tanner. So to be clear, that was Bo Tanner as opposed to Bo Tanner. Does that make sense? Correct. Because at, was it D, D. Young, 1993? Yeah. He's like, wait, is that Bo Tanner or Bo Tanner? It's, it, it's Bo Tanner. <laughs> and guess what? He's all ramped up because, Jerem, we enter a new stratosphere yes. in the countdown today. Countdown to the Viking. Nine, nine days away. Oh, I had to read the defense on that one. <laughs> Did you hear me start to go, nah, uh, nine, day, nine, g- nine days g- away. G- 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 Nine days Riding away, baby. Gears. Single yeah. digits. Single digits! We, One, hey, nine days until confetti. And you know where we're going to be? The when stadium. we do that? New new ground for the confetti blast. I feel bad for the people that have to clean it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't. Hey, the grounds crew will be very busy after the game the next day. Everyone's getting paid. Don't even clean it up. <laughs> up next, we reset our headlines and more of your tweets. Cougar football fans, gear up to follow BYU football week by week with BYU TV's newest live show, hosted by Voice of the Cougars' Greg Rubel. It's BYU football with Kalani Satake. It's an all-access pass to the latest info and engaging discussions with a coach and player guest. Get in on Q&A sessions with questions from BYU faithful from across the nation. If you love Cougar football, don't miss BYU football with Kalani Satake starting Tuesday at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you miss anything, that's just one of the many ways to stay caught up to date. 43 minutes away from BYU football post-practice interviews with players and coaches coming up on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page at 1.30 Eastern time. How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? We told you off the top of the show that he is sitting out with the redshirt for personal reasons and will return to BYU football on the field in 2018. He will remain with team uh, in all team activities. At JKBYU01 says, Good thing BYU has two other great linebacker starters to lead the way this year. Stinks to lose a great player this year, but you got to move on. You do have to move on, and you quickly have to move on, as we just highlighted, nine days away from Portland State. Okay, we say nine days until Portland State, but essentially what we're saying is the BYU is 16 days away from LSU because Portland State is the warm-up act until LSU. If it was LSU in nine days, that's different. Yes. Yes. So when the coaches say Portland State, just in your mind, just replace it with LSU. I'm trying to think of all of the concerts that we've gone to and who were the lead-up acts to the main show. Well, Saturday it was uh, DJ Spider, and then it was New Politics, and then it was Blue October, and then it was 311. Okay, I showed up for Blue October. I didn't see the first two. I so 311, if 311 equals LSU, what does Portland State equal Real, in that lineup? 311's more like the Houston Cougars. Used to be better. Yeah. So is LSU like U2? Used to be better. <laughs> I love, U2's my favorite band. No, 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 LSU is like Kanye, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, no, used to be better as well. is not as good anymore. They're good. Trust me, they're good. No, That's no, no. Why but like, I they haven't competed for a national title. 
So maybe 311 is LSU. Okay. Yeah. Some people out there are the sc- new album's scoffing good. and guffawing right now. How they dare you? They should. If we all agree, come on. It's the point of the show. Yeah. Opinions. BYU will play against LSU without Francis Bernard. How does that affect BYU's ability to defend the LSU Tigers? That's the thing. BYU has nine days before Portland State, but they turn around and have to face arguably the best running back in all of college football. His name is Darius Geis. Amazing. Francis Bernard's quick on the edge. He can go downhill in a hurry. How does BYU change the game plan now? And, yes, it will have to be different because Francis Bernard is that much of an athlete. Let me tell you. what. Okay, so when you get an injury, like let's say you injure your knee, your other knee compensates for what that knee's weakness is. And sometimes that other knee gets hurt. I know a former BYU basketball player who came back from a mission, played a little too soon, full court, hurt his ankle, then his knee got hurt, and he was never the same as a BYU hoopster. The defensive line is that other piece that needs to support the loss of France Bernard. It's not a one-for-one from that position, in my opinion. The defensive line has got to be awesome in the run, and they need to be able to get to the quarterback. If this happens with guys like Handsome Taniello, Kenzie Tauzinga, Sione Takitaki. Calling Kairos Tonga. Corbin Kafusi. Yes, Kairos Tonga. Lorenzo Talafea. These guys, if they can provide more at the D-line, then Adam Pulsifer doesn't have to be Francis Bernard. He can be Adam Pulsifer. That's how Morgan it works. Morgan Isaiah Kafusi. That's how it works. Step up. So the next man up mentality doesn't just translate to next one position. Next men up. Yeah. The whole team, all 11, all 11 together, I mean, the, the secondary needs to play well. That can help as well. Like, every single – the offense can help the loss of Francis Bernard by moving the chains, getting into the end zone, getting a lead, making field goals. I, I think when the more you zoom out, the more you go, one single position in football on defense, you know, when it's not the quarterback per se or the running back where they have their ball, the ball in their hands a lot, you can uh, synergistically wow, support nice that. Okay? Settle down, Stephen A. Smith. Man, I am close personal friend, <laughs> Spencer Linton. How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? At Hot Wings 85 says, no deal. Somebody will step up. Or, as we just said, some buddies will step up. He adds, I wish Francis nothing but the best as he undertakes his redshirt year. Still with the team. All activities. He'll be back in 2018. Coming up. Cougars update from the minor leagues. Who deserves a promotion for good work on the field? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Once again, thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Bo Tanner. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play, whatever is more convenient for your device. Coming up tomorrow, our official season uh, predictions. Plus, LSU sideline reporter Gordy Rush and a two-on-one from camp. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. In case you missed it, starting linebacker Francis Bernard will redshirt this season for personal reasons. He will remain with the team, participate in all activities, and will return to the field as a redshirt junior next season. Bernard had 80 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and three interceptions last year. Friendly reminder, BYU football fall camp holding an open practice as we speak. 
at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Our Facebook Live interviews start in roughly 35 minutes, 1.30 Eastern. Don't miss any of it. We'll have a full recap from LES. Cougars in the NFL. Bronson Kafusi, DeAndre Wesley, Robertson Daniel and the Ravens face Mitch Matthews, Team Barber, John Denny, and the Dolphins in a preseason matchup tonight, 7 Eastern. Soccer. BYU women's soccer with three players on top drawer soccer's top 100 preseason list. Taylor Isom, number 10. Nadia Gomes, 26. Busy Bowman, 59. The eighth-ranked Cougars take on Penn State tomorrow at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio to open the season. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair both tee off at 11.30. In round what, 11.30 what time? It's already 11.30 Eastern. In round one of the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro, North Carolina. Back to you. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went one for four with a run and an RBI in a AAA Nashville Sounds loss to the Memphis Redbirds. Also on the diamond, Brennan Lund continues to hit the blazes out of the ball. One for three with a run in a Mobile Bay Bears loss to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Jumbo Shrimp. And other baseball news. Taylor Cole was released by the Toronto Blue Jays. They don't want to wait for him on the deal. So they released him. So he makes he makes his major league debut, pitches an inning, strikes out Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge of all people. Gives up four runs, gets hurt on a comebacker, and seen. He'll be back. That was weird. He will be back. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. It goes to Adam Pulsifer, Morganunga, Isaiah Kafusi. Those are the guys we expect to step up or at least have the shot. Matt Hadley. To step up in the place of Francis Bernard. How does the Francis Bernard redshirt news affect the BYU defense? Our Twitter question of the day. Our elite tweet response of the day comes from longtime listener at Laser Sheep. It makes BYU better in the future because he will be back. But it also makes people come together as a team and step up now. In theory, you get Francis Bernard in, what, 19 when you wouldn't have? There are always... It, it, remember how you had Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams a year when you didn't think they'd be back? There are always Together. rainbows after the storm, right? That sun comes shining out. It's going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. It stinks in the moment, <laughs> but push it forward. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN Show On Demand. BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mitch Paulson. Reminder, join us on Facebook Live in just about a half an hour from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The latest from practice and reaction from the coaches on Francis Bernard. Don't forget, Sione Takitaki in the mix again this year. See you soon.